0: Thank you for joining Crossroads Community Church today. We're so excited about what God's doing in the lives of the people of our church and the lives of those who are listening online. If you have any questions or want more information about our church, visit our website at www.crossroadscco.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now let's jump into the Word with this week's message. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Merry Christmas. It's good to see you today. I keep wanting to say this morning, but it's dark out and it feels like morning. It's been quite a day. There's just something about Christmas it's unlike any other time of the year. Some would say it's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, there's movies that we watch every year. There's traditions that we get involved with every year. There's Christmas songs and Christmas presents and Christmas parties and Christmas decorations. There's just something about Christmas that makes us want to sing. I've been, I've been like, humming all week, you know. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to try and sing, like, Bing Crosby. I'm not even going to attempt it. Uh, one of the things that I have a really hard time doing during the Christmas season is waiting. You know, I go to the store, and I pick out the most perfect Christmas present for my wife, and it's weeks before Christmas, and I'm like looking at this thing, and then I wrap it all up, and then I put it under the tree, and about a couple of days, three days before Christmas, I'll say, Hey, you want to open a present? <laughs> And she usually responds with, no, let's wait till Christmas. But I got her. I try to get her every year, and I, I usually do. Actually, I bought her a Christmas present. She doesn't know this. Um, before her birthday. And her birthday came up, so I gave her her Christmas present on her birthday. She didn't even know it, but she does She does now. Uh, but, you know, checking up waiting, the story that we're looking at here is is the story of Christmas. 400 years of silence. God was silent. And then God gave us a new song to sing. A reason to rejoice. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. Luke's Christmas story is, is an encountering of good news, uh, followed by an uncontainable joy that leads to worship. We have, uh, through the last couple of weeks, we've seen uh, Mary's response when the angels came to her. She ran on over to her cousin Elizabeth's house, and she told Elizabeth the good news, and all Elizabeth could do is just shout, you know, blessings onto you. And uh, while she's standing there, she's, she's with child at an old age, and the baby leaped for joy inside of her. The baby was uh, John the Baptist. And then um, from there, we're looking at Mary. You know, She's, she's all excited, and, and, and all of a sudden, she busts out in a song. And uh, it's like this all-out worship session uh, because of the good news of Christ. And then about six months later, we see uh, a baby born named John the Baptist from Zachariah and Elizabeth. And then he cranked out of Christmas tune. He cranks out uh, uh, about the mercies of God. He's singing because he can't contain himself. And then there's the shepherds in the field. You know, they were like freaked out. I think about this one time when you know they were freaked out because the the angel of the Lord showed up. And I remember one time I was in my base in my backyard and I'm the sun's out and I'm like weeding. You know, I don't usually do that, but that day I was weeding. And all of a sudden, this crack of lightning came down in the middle of the yard, and I was flat out on the ground. (laughs) And screaming like a baby. And you know, I think about that. I think about how the, the shepherds were like in, in awe and wonder. They had no idea this reverence was, was God speaking to them. And then they had an all-out party with the angel of the Lord and a, and a bunch of heavenly hosts. They just started uh, cranking on another worship tune. Glory to God in the highest. God is the object he was the object of their praise. It's no wonder we feel like singing at Christmas time. The celebration during the Christmas season, embracing the divine in the manger, marks the arrival of a Savior. It's an incredible, most wonderful time of the year. Like Mary's song, My Soul Magnifies the Lord, and Zachariah's confirmation, He's come to redeem his people. It's all in. It's all in praise. It's no wonder we feel like singing. Because when the revelation of God is revealed, it brings with it relief. A relief that only can be expressed through rejoicing. We look at 1 John in, in, in chapter 1. It says, We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. We write these to make our joy complete. Hearing the good news brings us into completion. Most of us has heard the story of of Luke. We've been listening to it for the last couple of days, but um, tonight I want to take us into um, after the birth and like the first couple of months of Jesus' life. So we're going to kind of, kind of push through this area of the Scripture where most people kind of brush over. We go from Jesus being born to Jesus being baptized in the Jordan, and there's this little glimpse in, um, in Luke that gives us insight into the glory of God. So let's pray and ask God to just kind of reveal to us new things tonight um, as, we, as we continue to worship him. Father God, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you that you are the object, God, of our worship. God, that you are uh, most worthy to be praised. God, tonight may we lift our hearts to you, God. May we be enlightened by by your presence. God, give us a joy in the season that is so busy, God, that it, it seems to just pass us by. And I pray this in Jesus' name. As we read into Luke chapter 2, we're going to go through 21 through 24. I'm going to kind of just kind of breeze through those a little bit quick. But inside those um, chapters, there's three different ceremonies going on. There's three different um, things that are going on uh, in those chapters. The first one is, is the, the ceremony of, of uh, identification. It's actually circumcision happening on the eighth day. Mary and Joseph take the baby to be, um, to be circumcised. And in that time frame, they actually have a time where they name that child. So Jesus has this name um, at that time. And his name means God saves. A name uh, that was under the covenant of Abraham. He was born human so they could identify with us, but he was also born under the law, so they could identify with his people. He was given the name on the eighth day. Jesus had fingers and toes, his heart beat, um, and this sacrifice was probably the first time he felt the scars and the pain of being human. There was an obedience involved in that, that God came into the world so that he could restore relationships, identify with his own. He chose to identify with us and to offer himself as a perfect sacrifice. If we embrace Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we also have an identity. Our identity as sons and daughters. The story continues in the temple courts with the ceremony of Purification. And it's in chapter, it's in uh, verse 22 of Luke. It says, when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem and presented him to the Lord, as it was written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be consecrated to the Lord. And to offer sacrifices to keep up with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of, Doves or two pigeons. There was a time of purification for Mary. She had just had a baby. It was a 40-day period of time. And after that 40 days, she was allowed to present an offering of purification. Usually it was a lamb that was offered. But if you didn't have enough money for a lamb, they would allow you to bring um, a couple of birds. And Mary and Joseph had nothing about themselves You know, when they came to the temple, that would separate themselves. They didn't have royalty. They were in a place where um, they were out-of-towners. They probably had an accent. You know, northerners. They were, yeah, you know know what I'm talking about. And they they didn't have much money, so they couldn't afford a land for sacrifice. But what's really cool about this is I'm looking through this, this verse, and I'm going... They actually brought the Lamb of God, the one that would take away the sins of the world, they brought Jesus to the temple. They were following the law exactly the way it needed to be, and they brought Jesus to the temple so that they could offer him, the firstborn child, to the temple, dedicated to the temple. They were following the law, um, and what they would do is they would actually have to present five shekels of silver, and they would redeem that child so that they could take that child home. So the firstborn child was actually uh, dedicated to the Lord. And then the story goes on, and then there was a man named, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was on him, and has it been revealed that he would, that by him, that the Holy Spirit, that he would not die before he's seen the Lord's Messiah? Moved by the Holy Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child to Jesus, when the, when, when the parents brought the child to Jesus, do what they did as accustomed to the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. He was, I'm thinking about this, I'm going, what in the world? You know, how was how this man, what was he thinking? You know, he was actually face-to-face with God. 400 years of silence, and God made an announcement in the temple through Simeon, through a song. He sang a song. Joseph and Mary were presenting their firstborn son to be consecrated before the Lord, but what they were doing is they were really bringing the object of worship to the house of worship, They were paying the temple priest to redeem the Redeemer. Um, They presented the Lord of the temple to the temple of the Lord. The Savior to the Sovereign, the Son to the Father. They were actually presenting God to God. How amazing is that when you think about it? See, when, when God reveals his revelation... There's great relief that can only be expressed through joy. Worship, true worship. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. He said, Lord, you have promised you would now dismiss your servant, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of revelation to the Gentiles, you and me, and the glory of God of your people Israel. Simon was embracing the author of salvation. He saw salvation face to face. The subject of his song was the object of his worship. The revelation for Simeon was that God said that nothing that that he was going to stick around till he saw the Messiah. Could you imagine Trusting God in that way, day after day, week after week, year after year. He was a man from Jerusalem, so he was near and in the temple courts quite often. Um, There's a lot about Simeon that I could talk about, but it's it's pretty. It was fun for me to study, but I don't think you guys are going to really want to hear that. But what was really cool about about Simeon here is is that. His, when he saw Jesus face to face, this little baby that he was holding, his life was now complete. He had everything that he needed, everything that he wanted, and there was nothing left for him that was within, couldn't be any greater than this. Remember a, a, a friend of mine a few years back um, I would go. His name was Reverend uh, Bob Wesley, and I'm asking myself, what does it look like? What does a life that's complete really look like? A completed life. And and this man was aging, and he was having a lot of problems with his health, a little with his mental. But I would visit him week after week after week, and I'd go into the room, and he would be consumed and concerned. And as soon as I got there, and we started talking about God, started talking about Jesus. His face lit up, and we would pray, and he would pray so deep. And he and I asked him. I said, "Bob," I said, and he went into the nursery room. I said, "Bob, do you like it here?" He says, "I'm content here. I'm I'm okay here. I'm content in this place." And a week after week, I saw what a completed life looks like. And then his family called me on uh, one night just before. Um, it was later in the evening, and, and they said, you might want to come down here because I don't think he's going to be with us much longer. So I got my car went down there, and I'm walking down the hallway, and I turned into his room, and there's people that were uh, taking care of him. You know, I couldn't really see Bob a whole lot, but they said, John's here, and he, re- he looked around everybody and said, oh, John, and that's how he talked i 'm so glad you're here and he wasn 't even concerned with where he was or what was going on in his world. he had such a grasp on who God was that he was totally content with everywhere that he went, his life was complete and I can think of Simeon the same way of having a life similar to that and it was just amazing to see how, that, how the joy that that came from that man's Life was. A few weeks ago, or a week or two ago, we've been lighting candles all week. Okay, we've been kind of, um, and Jamie's been doing an awesome job. If you don't know where those words are coming from, um, Jamie Morford wrote the Advent readings. Thank you so much. I was reading them and going, whoa. <laughs> you know, I I'd actually had a chance to actually read them out. I think next year maybe we should print them and just hand them out to people because they're awesome devotions as well. And I was just uh, as we reading, as I was reading one, it just it, it just struck me, uh, it struck me deeply that, uh, and it gave me a, a, a sign of relief too as well. I began to embrace Christmas in a different way, and I realized that that the gift that God has given us is a gift that never stops given. It's a gift motivated by love. It's a non-conditional love that just never seems to stop.